Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and if you listen to a lot of podcasts, radio shows, and things like that, you probably hear so many people talking about how great their day was, what exciting things they're doing in life, and how everything's just going so well. Well, this morning, it feels like I woke up and was like hit by a bus. I woke up like three hours later than I needed to, and I'm like, whoa, I had client calls, I had things to do. I've just been walking around like feeling like I needed to puke all day, and then I finally ate something, and that feeling kind of went away, but I'm still kind of in the haze, and it's just because I've been so hungover. Yesterday, I went out for a little birthday party with a few friends be celebrated you know got home a little too late don't really remember what happened after a certain hour but now i'm in pain (laughs) but but all that aside today we have a very interesting guest her name is malika t holloway and we're going to be talking about establishing your brand footprint um in the last four years what malika did is she really took uh this personal branding thing that everyone's been doing to really go out there and build up their credibility, get online, build out that digital footprint, build out that in-person footprint, and make all these things work. And she's been doing that for about the last four years. And in the process, she's been, like, featured in, like, over – she's been able to be featured in and also contributes to over, like, 25 different publications. Those include, like, Forbes, Black Enterprise, Essence, Entrepreneur – Huffington Post and all these other things. But, you know, it's usually better when the guest goes and introduces themselves because then you really get a better understanding of who the person is who's on the show. Um, Malika, do you want to take a moment to, like, introduce yourself? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's taken a lot out of me not to bust out laughing. <laughs> you, you, you can laugh. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like, I'm holding it in. <laughs> but, oh, man, I, I totally get it. So I'm glad. I hope today, like, I make your day better. <laughs> but, um, you know, my... Uh, my name is Malika T. Holloway, and I'm, I, I say I'm your, brand, your favorite brand communications and PR specialist. Um, I teach small business owners and entrepreneurs how to effectively and clearly communicate who they are and what they do mm-hmm. so that they can reach their target audience, you know, to establish their credibility and to also build a lane for their expertise. So um, my specialty is, is that personal branding, putting that, that aspect of yourself into everything you do in your, whether it's your, your personal life or your professional career, because we hear that, that word branding a lot. Um, and there are a lot of different narratives out there on what branding actually, actually is. Some people think it's just a logo or, you know, it's a tagline, but it's, it's that and, it, and it's more. It's about how you present yourself to the world and um, before you present yourself to the world, how you show up for yourself. Um, and so, my specialty, my gift, my talent is in that space with helping people explore and discover who they are, how they show up for themselves, and how it, how they show up to the world, so that they can get their genius out there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like uh, my business partner, he was on the call with a client. I don't know, maybe a week or two ago, and then he was like, "Yeah, 
they they said they need something like before us to build a personal brand, and they're like looking to like make a logo. And they're like looking to figure out their colors and all that. I'm like, why? <laughs> What's the point right. of all that? I'm like, what do you mean yes. the begin before us? We are the beginning. I'm like, we, right, we, we are, are the, we are the beginning. <laughs> There I'm is like, nothing before us. <laughs> yeah, there is nothing before us. I'm like, how long have you been working with us? Today? I'm like, what do you mean she went something before us? We are in the beginning. It's like, what, what did you start with, right? He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what, what's she going to do? Go hire someone else, have them botch your work, and then she has to come back to us and we have to fix everything and charge more? It's like... Okay. Exactly. <laughs> what yes. are you doing? Well, yeah, I mean, people believe different things. So you, you've been doing this for a while. And uh, before the show, you kind of mentioned that you were, like, dabbling into this before you figured out that you should really take this seriously. Um, when you were dabbling around, what, what were you kind of doing? Um, so uh, when I was an undergrad, I went to school for English, like started in social work, decided to go with English because I'm an excellent writer. And I was like, um, let me stick to what I know because I don't have the temperament for social work. <laughs> I'm too emotional. Um, so I said, you know what? I love writing. I love literature. I love history. I'm going to go into English. And so I was always like writing people's papers and being able to edit, kind of put and craft things into their voice to kind of give it this persona that they wanted to have, whether it was academic writing or for business. Um, and so I had odd and end jobs until, you know, my undergrad and going into my master's. And then um, I looked up one day and I didn't have a job. And I was like, what am I going to do? And my sister's like, um, do what you've been doing, right? <laughs> um, and so I go off to the book and share my story. And I'm just being myself, telling everybody, hey, you know, get, get my book. So I, I let you all know, like, what has been going on in my life as a college student. Um, and it's like everything took off from there. But on top of that, people started knowing me for writing. And they're like, oh, can you edit this? Can you do this? So I'm like, sure. You know, these are my prices. And people started paying it. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what is this? <laughs> I don't know, you know, clocking in for a paycheck. I don't know this setting my own price telling them, what I will or will not do. Um, and so going through that process, um, I heard somebody say one time, it was like when Periscope that first came out, and it was really hot. Um, mm -hmm. I had this large following, um, and people kept saying, you know, t tell me how to brand myself. But at first I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I just started this, um, but this is how you do it. And I was telling them certain things, like it had nothing to do with the logo or marketing. It was just like, it was about just being who they are, and I did not know that that literally was what was floating around in the marketplace, everything I was talking about. So when I stepped back and said, okay, wait a minute, I'm getting an influx of people, people want me to speak, people want me to share my story, I'm getting these quotes and features, I need to figure out what I'm really doing. Um, yeah. So, of course, I did my research, went and got a master's <laughs> in communications and business and with a concentration in PR, and... Since then, it's like everything has continued to take off. Um, you know, of course, I've hired a few coaches and consultants to kind of help me, you know, I'll say shape my path even more or to help me refine, if that makes sense, because I believe I'm, even though I am a professional, I'm a practitioner, I feel like there's always learning opportunities for my craft, you know, and for my network and for my lane. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things where it's like I was doing it before I knew I was doing it, but once I found out I was doing it, I was like, no. I have to take this seriously. Um, yeah. And ever since I decided to take it seriously, you know, like 
literally like the sky hasn't even been the limit. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like when I first started, um, quote unquote, branding myself, all these people were like, can you teach me how to do what you did? Can you teach me? Can you teach me? And <laughs> one, I was like, um, I don't know what I did, so I don't know how to teach right. you that. <laughs> and then two was like, I don't have time. So, like, I got, like, hundreds and hundreds of people who asked me, and I'm like, one day it just clicked. I'm like, wait, I could teach you yeah. how to do what I did. I, I, I know how to do what I did. <laughs> oh, and I could get paid for it, too. Whoa. Then I was like, wow, right. this is crazy. Who would have ever thought you could do all this? But I also like your comment about, like, how you still work with, like, coaches and consultants to really help you out because – I mean, a lot of people, they feel that, like, maybe hiring, like, a coach or a consultant or someone to really work with could be, like, a sign of weakness. But then I see some right. of the most successful people in the world, they're hiring coaches, consultants, and everything. I mean, I, I hire my own. Like, I'm supposed to be a great writer, but then I still have to go and hire editors for work. I'm supposedly a great XYZ, and then I have people helping me out for other things too. And then, like these people who are who I'm hiring for help, also have other consultants that they're working with. And it's like it's like this huge thing where you know the best of the best kind of are the best of the best because they have help. <laughs> right, you know, and I think that sometimes because the 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 good thing about social media and the internet is that like. So the like this what is it the six levels of degree of separation it becomes like one or two um, so with like the the tap of your finger you have access to a whole world so people see like you know I guess the finished product with business owners and entrepreneurs like they you show what you want people to see so they don't really get to see the behind the scenes where you're like um, no I really didn't know what I was doing I just kind of jumped in. Um, and so when you say, hey, I have a coach, and they go, oh, wow, you know, you are a coach, then you have a coach, or you are a consultant, and you have consultants, it's like, yeah, how do, how do you get better if you don't learn from someone who can step outside of where you are to kind of say, all right, this is where you are, I mean, this is the direction that you may want to look into, or you may want to go just to get better, just to, you know, refine your craft, just to see what else is out there. So, you know, you don't get stuck and stagnant. I think that fear of seeming weak because you know you're getting help I think that's what keeps a lot of people stuck at a certain level um and so I believe that it's important I always love to tell people you know well yeah I hire people too um because I feel like you shouldn't be working with a coach that has never been coached um I mean I don't like spending the money but then I like getting the results (laughs) (laughs) right look it takes me a long time to spend money and then I know when I go and pitch pitch someone who's like um, interested in my services, and I go over pricing. I know they don't want to spend the money, but I know they want the results. <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's the big thing. It's like I watch people honestly literally for like maybe a year or two before I invest into their stuff um, because I I don't believe in like that. You know that shiny ticket, the the, the trinkets. Like, ooh, I, I need that. Let me buy it. I'm yeah. like one of those who are like, let me see what results you're putting out. What are people saying about you? I don't care what you say about you. What are people saying about what they got from working with you? Um, yeah. And I think that's another thing people should pay attention to before they just start paying people to help them. Yeah, that's true. That's very important. And earlier you brought up a good point. Like so many people are looking at all these um 
finished products. Like people have been building their brand for like years and years and years. And then a lot of um, beginners, what they kind of do is they try to imitate what they see successful people doing. But then these people are like four or five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve years into it. So they've already evolved to the point where they could be this way, a certain way. And there's all these beginners who are hopping in and it's like their first 90 days and they're trying to emulate someone who's been like doing this for like 12 years and it's not connecting it's not resonating and it's because right. they haven't set down that foundation first and they just went all the way to the deep end but then you can only swim in that deep end and do the things that they do after you've kind of like built out everything else beforehand right absolutely and one thing um since i like being in branding and personal branding professional branding and um bridging that with uh, public relations we always have this conversation about like veterans and the newbies. <laughs> um, and so that's something that a lot of the veterans are always saying, you know, well, new, new people in PR, you know, they don't want to do the work. Um, they just think that it's all about having a pretty website and a, a visually a visually appealing social media uh, Instagram page. But behind the scenes, it's like they have no clue what's going on. And so uh, people that I've seen that have made like the most money, like they've had the ugliest website apparently on social media. Um, but I find typos, broken links, all these like imperfections. <laughs> but for whatever reason, the narrative out there is that, no, you have to have a perfect website. Everything has to be beautiful in order for you to be branded. And I put that in quotation marks for you to be branded <laughs> properly. And I'm like, no, forget what you think you know. It's about the value that you, that you bring. It's about you really showing off your genius in a way that people can understand and that they like and that they can trust. It's not about you being pretty and <laughs> um, looking like a superhero in business. Yeah, there's so many people who are, like, deep in the weeds. They're like, oh, I have to go and do this deep SEO stuff to my site. Oh, I have to go and, like, make my site more optimized. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I just let my site sit there, and it does well. And I'm like, okay. All I did was what I focused on was, you know, the content. And then, like, I mean, right. like, SEO, you could go run keywords and stuff, but it's, like, it's not effective. It's, like, what, what really drives those results is the content. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're about to hop off to a commercial break. Uh, where can people find you online, Malika? Yeah, so my my personal website is malikaholloway.com. Um, and what my business website is bomg.biz. And I'm all over social media at Official Malika. So, like, my Instagram, Twitter, everything is at Official Malika. Okay, perfect. And you can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on like Twitter and stuff. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the second segment of Grow Your Influence Tree. Uh, if you tuned in earlier, you heard about my horrible hangover along with the great journey that Malika has uh, taken to really get to where <laughs> she is today. A little bit more on my hangover. Like, uh, you know, uh, this morning at 10 a.m., my stomach just wasn't feeling well. Like, And I was like, oh, my God, am I going to have to throw up? And then it kind of followed me around. So I was like, you know, I, I really need to go eat. So I went and I hopped in my car, went to Taco Bell, but my stomach was feeling so bad that I didn't even go inside the place because I didn't want to make a mess or anything or get um, banned from one of the few places I actually like to go. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I grabbed my Taco Bell from the drive-thru window where I still felt sick, and I drove off to the little, little side street, and I ate my burrito there, and like three-fourths of the way through, I'm like, oh, no, I feel more sick, and I thought that, you know, I was going to have this huge mess. Luckily, that didn't happen, and my stomach feels a little better now, and I don't feel like throwing up anymore, so that, <laughs> that, that's a really good thing, I think. So, aside from... <laughs> Making progress. <laughs> aside from my personal progress with um, my stomach pains, Malik <laughs> 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 has made great progress herself. And um, you've been, um, you've traveled to a lot of different places, right? Yeah, I've been to a few. Um, Gearing up to do some more. Um, most recently, um, I went to uh, Thailand, Chiang Mai, and Phuket for about two weeks. Oh, nice. um, and it was amazing. I really want to go back <laughs> because compared to here in Atlanta, like mm-hmm. I could live off probably a thousand dollars for a month there and be fine. Um, but yeah, I went for a business retreat, so there was some work, but it was a lot of play, a lot of tourism, and it was just different. I think like every business owner, entrepreneur, just regular people, everybody, if you get a chance to 
get out of the U.S. just to go see something else. Like, I think everyone should do that. Yeah, I mean, it's always great to go and travel to new places. Um, like tonight, uh, my hungover self gets to go hop on the plane <laughs> overnight and go to New York. I, I mean, yeah, you know, it's going to be great sleeping on the plane, waking right. up, not, not being able to find your gloves, so your hands are going to freeze <laughs> to that. <laughs> but, you know, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, you you are going to go through so much <laughs> today. <laughs> oh, and you know these are just the small problems I have. Wait till we get to <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so so for for the work that you do, do you do a lot of business travel for that? Like, um, do you find yourself in a lot of places, like speaking or like um, meeting clients and things? Um, yeah, so it's, it's really funny to me. Um, actually, I lived in Huntsville, Alabama for about 10 years. And when I lived there, like, none of my clients were there. They were here in Atlanta. They were in L.A. Um, they were in, I had a few in London and Africa. And it's like none of my clients are here. So whenever they, there's something going on, of course, I either had to fly or drive to get to it. And then now I'm back in Atlanta because I figured, you know, Atlanta's a hub. The airport's always busy. I can get to anywhere from here. And it's like, once again, the majority of my clients are not here. So, um, for work, yes, I do, I do a, a, not a whole lot of traveling. I'm, I'm anticipating for it to pick up, but mm-hmm. a lot of my clients aren't in this city with me. Um, when there are things going on, like I had to go to New York this summer. Um, I have someone else in Virginia. They have something at the top of the year in Virginia. She's going to do a TV appearance. So it's like, oh, it's going to pick up and it's picking up more, which I love traveling. Um, but I think that's one of the perks. Most people that I talk to, they go, oh, well, when, you, when you're traveling like 90% of the time, you'll start, start hating it. But I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> yeah. I'm living right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it's always interesting. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it hor- it's horrible. I think, one, it depends on where you're going and, two, how much fun you could have actually on that trip, too. Because the worst thing is to, like, go out for, like, a business trip and only be there for, like, a day or two, but you have to do the client work the whole time or something. Yeah. But if you should, like, sneak yeah. in a day for fun, then it makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> Right, uh, absolutely. Uh, like, yeah, and then like you know, you're traveling when it's going. You're traveling somewhere where it may be raining, but me and airplanes and turbulence, like we don't get along. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah. that's never fun. And I think it's like raining in New York right now, so that plane is going to be like bum 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 bum. <laughs> I don't know how much fun we're going to be having there, <laughs> but um, so you you wrote a few different books. Um, what what were what were they on the topics of? Um, the first two that I co-authored, um, one was about again, you know, my personal struggle of like being an undergrad. I I ended up being like in a domestic um, abuse marriage, and so it was my process mm. of going through that and coming out, just kind of discovering myself and what I really wanted out of life. Um, and mm. the second co-author book, it was called Release. It was another personal story. Um, just. Kind of clearing the air, changing my energy, you know, not wanting to go through life with, you know, different, I don't want to say secrets, but different stories that I felt like, hey, if I tell this part of my life, it could help someone. Um, yeah. And the last was a, it was, it's called You Need It, um, if I got it, you need it, but it was a book about, or it is a book, not was, um, it's a book about uh, how to share your story to build your credibility, so it's more from that PR angle, um, and that mm-hmm. personal branding, like being authentic to who you are, you know, not copying, 
or mimicking people because what happens when you do that is that you lose yourself because <laughs> you're having to be too many people. So at the end of the day, it's like, wait a minute, what do I really like? What do I really like to do? Because you've kind of absorbed all these different personalities from people that you're mimicking. So it's like, I was talking about how not to do that and how when you're yourself and you show up as yourself, people will naturally be attracted to you because you're being you, you know, you're being true to who you are. And that, I think that's something that's missing um, in the marketplace as a whole. You know, everyone's out here just trying to copy and, and do what they think that everyone wants instead of just doing what, you know, what their soul is leading them to do. And to yeah, I, I see that happening a lot too, where people, we, we kind of discussed that a little bit earlier, too, where people are following right. people's paths like 12 years down the line and trying to disseminate that, and it just doesn't work. Um, and, I mean, personally, when I, like, first started, I took and borrowed elements from a few different um, authors just because I, I didn't have that self-confidence in who right. I was. I don't even know if I knew who I was. <laughs> and I think a lot of people don't know if they know, like, who they truly are. What are some things that you, you did or you shared to really help people identify, like, who they are? Um, yeah, I always ask people, like, what feels natural? Like, what feels good? You know, what what lights you up? Um, even about, you know, from your day-to-day, you know, I mean, most of us hate getting out of bed because the bed is comfortable and it's warm. Um, but if you go into, like, a job that you hate because it's in customer service and you don't like dealing with people, okay, well, who do you like dealing with? Like, what would you like to do? Well, oh, well, I like to paint. Well, paint, you know? <laughs> do what makes you come to life. Like, when people say, you know, I tell people there is no such thing as a starving artist if you're doing what you love, you know? Um, yeah. And so I always ask people, you know, what is it that you want to do? Um, for real, for real. And what do you want people to know you as? Um, I think so many times we wear so many different hats, like, you know, you're an author, a consultant, a speaker, a painter, um, a dancer, and we want people to know that we're so talented because it's like, you know, you're kind of still figuring out who you really are. Like, I want you to know that I wear so many hats that at the end of the day, no one really knows who you are and what you do. And so I tell people, for a little while, just pick one thing <laughs> that you want to really be known as. Like, at the end of the day, when people think about me, I want them to think about PR and visibility, period. Um, I do a lot of other different stuff. I do a lot of the personal branding, but I want them to know me for that. And then they'll learn everything else along the journey. So I also like to tell people, like, don't be afraid of not wearing all these hats, like, it's okay. <laughs> I know yeah. social media says be everything so you can get all the checks, but at the end of the day, that's not what's going to bring you the success that you want. Yeah, I mean, like a week or two, my wife, she was um, kind of uh, having a moment, and she was like, I want to paint, I want to draw, I want to go and create things, I want to <laughs> do, like, all this stuff. And I'm sitting here, like... Thinking, mm-hmm. well, well, I'm not the one who told you that you should work 80-hour work yeah. weeks when you have a 40-hour shift and take work home. Uh, I'm not the one yeah. who said you should take two classes at the same time in the master's program while you're working full-time <laughs> or more than full-time. I'm like, um, 
if you wanted to yeah. do these things, I'm not sure why you're doing these other things. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm, st- I'm still sitting here going, I don't understand. If you want to paint and draw, why don't you just paint and draw and say, you know what? <laughs> my, my job requires me to work for 40 hours. I'm not going to work for 80. Um, right. Just, like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what the degree does. Like, how does that help her paint? Like, to me, I'm just like, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you go to art school? Wouldn't that have made more sense? <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to do. Like, I think that, because I think we as people, we feel like when we're busy, like, we're being productive. And of course, we know that's not the truth all the time. Sometimes you just, busy doing nothing, but I think we like being busy. I know for me, like, when I don't have anything pressing to do, like, I feel bad because I'm like, no, something's not being done. And then my sister's like, no, you're good. Like, <laughs> just chill. Uh-huh. But it's like, uh-huh. you know, I just have that thing that's telling me, no, you're not doing anything. You're going to fall behind. And it's like this false pressure. Because I'm like, no, then no one's going to see that I'm doing stuff. And she's like, mm-hmm. I have to keep telling myself, like, that's not what it's about. <laughs> Take a yeah, moment. I think she has breathe. some of those... I think she has some of those same pressures, and then for me, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, um, I put, I, I love doing nothing. Doing nothing is like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> if I could do more of nothing, then I'll be so happy because then it's like, oh yay, there's more nothing for me to do. Look, I, I can identify with her. Now, I do love doing nothing. I love my alone time. I love binging on Netflix, <laughs> sipping on red wine. But yeah. it's always this like subconscious thing where it's like. No, you have to be, you have to be. And I think sometimes it's very harmful because, you know, you'll experience burnout really early in your professional career if you don't pace yourself and if you don't take that time to not do anything sometimes. But I think (laughs) because the world moves so fast, it's programming us to always be on. And when I was in Thailand, that was something I had to kind of digest because over there they kind of move slower. They're like chilling. Mm. You know, time is not... A, a really big thing for them. And so me being from Atlanta where we're moving, I'm like, oh my gosh, hurry up with my food. Like, drive mm-hmm. faster. <laughs> yeah, I just like going with the wind. <laughs> I think that's also something that kind of comes with age because when I really sit down and think about it, it's like, oh, she has all this stress, but then me four, five, six years ago, I'm like four, four years older than her. I'm like, I did all the same things she did. <laughs> I'm like, I was stressed out. I was busy all the time. But then I think as you kind of, like, get older or wiser or whatever you want to call it, it's like you kind of start to see that it's not fun being busy all the time. Relaxing right. is a good thing. It's like something that's enjoyable. And I don't know. I, I, I think that comes with age, but I'm not really sure exactly how people – realize these things but you know what doing nothing is great (laughs) (laughs) like you said i think it just comes from like you just gotta have this epiphany like a light bulb moment to go it's okay i think when you reach that almost either some people just experience it you know they come to that once they burn out and some people just it just clicks so i think for me it just clicked one day like Dude, you're okay (laughs) you're lucky you didn't burn out yeah yeah like yeah, and it's just like your body tells you the signs. I kept getting, like, the flu and random times and losing my voice for months at a time. And finally, I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not doing something right. And it was like, just stop. Just sit down and be before your body shuts down. So, yeah, we had to learn it a little bit the hard way. 
but luckily I'm I'm learning more now than ten years from now. <laughs> that it's okay, not anything to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean like personally, like I used to have like nervous breakdowns. I used to start pushing people away. I'd be like, Oh my god, my life's falling apart. You, you know, when you get to that tipping point, when you have so much pressure on yourself, even if it's, like, self-imposed pressure, which most of it was, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's like you just have this breakdown, and it's like your whole being, like, collapses, and I'm like, okay. Then, then I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> oh, my God, I can do nothing. <laughs> and then my wife sometimes is like, you're so lazy. I'm like, Am I being lazy or am I managing my time well? Yeah. She's like, you never do any of them. In the time frame oh, you yeah. said I did nothing, I wrote 19,000 words for my book. How many words have you yeah. written in that time frame? <laughs> what have you like, done? That's She's huge. Like, that's <laughs> Yeah, like, how are you saying I'm doing nothing? How are you saying I'm lazy? I just don't do it while you're watching. <laughs> yeah, like, it happens, that's not when you're watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I thought this was our... Yeah, I'm like, I thought home time was our time. I didn't think it was work time. You have to be in control. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, family time's usually, like, on a Saturday or a Sunday or after 6 p.m. It's like, who really wants to work in those hours? I don't. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's and a lot. I, I think that's what, that, that's what kind, of, like, kind of knowing who you are and, like, sticking to that. Like, even sticking to your, like, personal values and bringing that into your business. Mm-hmm. Like, if people don't realize how important that is. It's like, you know, business is not personal. And I'm like, yes, it is. In business, you're only dealing with people. So how is it not personal? You got to bring, like, your whole self to the table when, you, when you're doing business. Yeah. And another thing is, just for your own sanity, when you're running a business, you have to kind of set a precedent. Like, if you want that work-life balance and someone emails you on a Saturday, whether it's a client or someone that you're working with, if you respond on that Saturday, they're going to expect you to respond every single Saturday because you said that precedent. <laughs> and then if you decide to only respond to business emails within business hours and your clients see that or pick up calls from clients within that time frame, they'll know that the only time that they're going to reach you is within those business hours because you said that precedent. And... Um, some people don't set that precedent and get into a mess, and that's uh, really hard to get out of like once you're in. So that's just a little time management tip in case anyone wants to know how to um, look like they're really lazy but actually get a lot of stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah don't a- you dare post on social media, but don't respond to their email after your business hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're about to hop off to another commercial break. Um, where can everyone find you again, Malika? Yes, you can find me online. My website is malikaholloway.com. Business website is theomg.biz, and I'm everywhere at Official Malika on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, on LinkedIn, I guess I'm Malika T. Holloway. <laughs> 
Cool. And you can always find me on uh, Mr. Lenny Kim on Twitter and probably other places too. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to The Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here, back for the last segment of Grow Your Influence Tree with uh, Malika Holloway. Um, If you've tuned in to the first two segments, you really got to hear excruciating details about my hangover. <laughs> and you got to learn a lot about Malika as well and about her path and her journey to get to where she is. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of our listeners really want to know is, since you kind of do PR and everything, 
Um, one of the end results most people are looking for are like those TV appearances and things like that. Um, <clears throat> have you had any for yourself? Uh, yes. So um, a lot of my, uh, like my contributing, the features that I've had on publications, mm -hmm. I actually got them myself. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of people that come to me, I, I find myself, or actually give me a lot of content cre to create, I find myself constantly having to explain really what PR is because what's happening is that the lines are being blurred and what's PR, what's marketing, what's branding, what's being a book engagement. So people come and sometimes they're like, hey, I want to be on every platform you've been on and I want to write for everyone you do. And I'm like, but why, you know? Um, the, a lot of the platforms I've been on do not resonate with who you are or what you do. So that's not what you need. Um, and sometimes people come to you, oh, I want to grow my business, so I need PR. And I'm like, well, <laughs> is your business already profitable? And they're like, no, but we're getting there. I'm like, well, you don't need a, a publicist right now. You don't need anyone to help you get more exposure. You need to make more money. Um, and so <laughs> I think there's a big misconception sometimes of what's the goal of PR. Like, PR is really to get other people talking about you, getting other people to say that you're the expert or you're the best at what you do, and that can be done through, um, it's like having you featured on the platform as, like, the guest expert, or having you do an interview or an appearance, or having an article written about, you know, your, your mission, your vision, your company, or whatever it is. Um, but that can also be you creating that content and putting it out there for yourself. Um, and so PR is all about, like, helping you build your credibility um, through your visibility and establishing you as an expert or as a go-to person. Um, and so I have to, I, I love it, actually. I like teaching people, like, this is a business with PR. PR is to get you paid. Marketing is to get you paid. So if you're not making the money that you know you need to make, then you need to be talking to an expert marketer, <laughs> not a PR person. Um, if you don't know how to, you know, tell your story in a way that brings all of the pieces of your puzzle together and that makes it you make sense to everyone else, then you need to talk to someone who can help you craft that branding story, which is what I do. Um, but if it's like, oh, I'm a speaker, so I just want to say books, and I just want to get paid for speaking, well, you don't need me for that. You need a book engagement. Um, so mm -hmm. I can work with all of these people, you know, because you're asking us a question about over our job that, uh, that intersect and overlap. We all work together. But there's a difference in what's needed, and so... Um, you know, even being a practitioner of public relations and branding, there's a lot of aspects of marketing, of course, that is heavily influenced what I do. But um, I have to, you know, really dig and pull that information out of people. Like, what is the goal? Yeah, yeah, you want someone to talk about your story in Huffington Post, but why? Just to say you're in Huffington Post, because that's not going to automatically get you business. And at the end of the day, you know, you don't have a really, a really strong foundation in your business. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of people just want to go out there and get pressed for kind of the wrong reasons. But um, mm -hmm. it, you've, you've gone out there, you've attained press, and um, it's when people are featuring, like, the experts. And a lot of people, like, in, in your book, you kind of, in one of your books, uh, you said you kind of mentioned how you have to go out there and find yourself to really go out there and, um, yeah. create that kind of thought leadership like um, do you have like any tips for like when people go out there and start doing these things aside from um, 
being themselves. Like uh, being themselves is a great start, and it does make a lot of sense. <laughs> but like, <clears throat> I mean, not everyone can go out there and hire a publicist, PR person, branding right, right. person, or something like that. And a lot of people really do want to make this happen. What are some tips that they could do it? That could help them do it. I- I would definitely say find where you are. Um, always, you know, asking, you know, what are the top five publications that are, like, your dream platforms to be on and why? And then I told them to find out what's being talked about in those platforms. Um, so it involves a lot of research, because a lot of what I do is research. Like, I'm constantly reading articles and seeing what the trends are in business that, you know, that fits my clients or that fits myself. Um, I'm constantly doing research and just connecting, like, not saying, hey, Put my call on your things. I'm like, hey, your article is really good. I really enjoy reading. You know, thanks for being a thought leader. And I keep it moving. So I tell people to build their own kind of relationship. Um, and sometimes they don't know where to start with that. So I'm like, you know, if you want to be, let's just say, an entrepreneur, that's magazine, you wouldn't go straight to the chief <laughs> or the CEO or the editor in chief and try to pitch yourself. It's like, no, you're going to be talking to the staff writers or maybe even the contributors. Uh, so uh, who to talk to, um, and then you know you can't just send your story to everybody. You, know, you have to personalize it and give them something of value. Um, a lot of times people go into it just trying to get you know, hey, tell my story because it needs to be told. But it's you know, what kind of value can you bring to this writer by by them sharing your story? Does it help them get more content or you know pushed out there for what they write about? Does it help them with their beat? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that people can do themselves. They don't need to hang public school. So, like, if they're trying to, um, you know, get their content seen, I'm like, well, do guest, guest blogging on other people's platforms. But just talk about what you talk about. Um, and it doesn't have to be a, a you know, a big, like, addicted to success or the group man project or anything like that. It can be, you know, your your best friend who has, you know, a thousand viewers. I don't think people can start where they are and don't try to, like, be on all the big platforms because that's what you think is cool. It's like, no, if you start with where you are and at the level that you're at, sometimes you can get a lot further because you're right there with, you know, your target people. Yeah. And then uh, I think one thing that a lot of people do is when they go through this process of, like, customizing messages, building relationships, and... Um, figuring out guest blogging and pitching editors and writers and contributors. I I think one of the things uh, people (coughs) have to do is they have to kind of present their story in some way. And uh, um, I mean, a lot of people might not feel adequate with their stories, so they might feel the need to like go and maybe fabricate a few things or just yeah. and things like that. Like, how, how do you kind of feel about that? Like, what kind of picture should people be portraying? Should it be, like, accurate? How do you make a compelling story when you've only made um, 100 grand in a year or something? Like, are there ways to, like, make it more creative or make yourself look more interesting even if you might not have had, like, maybe the... Uh, ideal, perfect mm-hmm. story that everyone would, like, rush over? Um, I, I think that if you fabricate, <laughs> you tell stuff that's not true, I don't believe it helps because at the end of the day, um, you know, my profession is, like, the media, so, like, we're going to know. We're going to find out <laughs> some certain way. 
Um, and so it can really backfire on you, and then it can probably be beneficial. So for someone like, let's just say, they're just starting out, um, and so they're like, well, I really don't know, you know, what parts of my story people want to hear. Um, I honestly say just tell what you know and tell it from your truth. Um, I feel like most people, like, when they're, especially like business strategies, for instance, they'll try to tell people, hey, I can help you make six figures. I can help you make seven figures. But some people, that's not on their radar. They're just trying to get an extra, you know, $1,000 a month into their budget, you know, to help them stay afloat. They're not yeah. even thinking about <laughs> making six figures. It's like, well, if I could just make an extra $500 a month, you know, I won't be drowning. And so it's, you know, your story, I feel like anyone's story can always meet people where they are. Um, but you just have to tell it. Now, I, I do honestly believe in, you know, getting help to craft your story um, because a lot of what we do, especially in PR and in branding, it's all about storytelling. Um, and so it's like, all right, that part's a little bit, but what we need to talk about is this. So you take people on your journey, like where you were, um, where you where you grew to, like your successes, and then what happened in that success that you realize, okay, this is not all this crap that to be. I have to make a change to get to where you are today. So even in that basic format, I think everyone has a story that fits in there, whether they're just starting out or they've been, you know, in the game for 20 years. It's just a matter of, you know, just getting, sometimes just getting someone outside of yourself to kind of, for you to tell your story to so they can pick out what those aha moments can be to make it interesting to any crowd, really. So that was where I was, um, where I am now, and in between, like, what changed? Uh-huh, so, yeah, so you talk about, you know, where, you know, hey, introduce myself, I'm Malika, you know, I was nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote this book, and everybody had, I had eyes on me, and I didn't even know what to do with it, everything was great, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute, i got to get serious about this. <laughs> and so I had to go back to the drawing board, and once I got serious about it, then things started taking off, then I wasn't spinning my wheels, then I wasn't trying to figure out, hey, what do I do next? because I had a plan in place. Uh, so some of the small, you know, introducing yourself to, where, you know, where you are, where you came from, where you had your big aha moment, you know, when things kind of, I say when things change or transform for you, that helps mm-hmm. you get to where you are today. And so that may not be a million-dollar earner. It may be, hey, I did my first $1,000 month, and that changed the way I saw myself, you know? Every, mm-hmm. I feel like everything doesn't have to always be about money. Sometimes it can be, you know, it can just be, you know, I figured out who I was in this process. And, you know, there's a group of people that that personal development is really going to resonate with, you know? Yeah, I I think those, uh, uh, this is who I was and this is who I am now, like, even if it's not attached to money, there's still a lot of great stories within that. And it could be, Mm -hmm. like, like fitness related, it could be like giving someone a uh, organ, it could be like um, changing philosophies, it could be right. having a horrible life and then having it be not so horrible anymore. <laughs> like there's a lot of different <laughs> things that could be interesting topics. So I mean if anyone's listening and they're like, oh, I'm not ever going to get pressed unless I make a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. I mean, it's not really the case. It's what's the most interesting story and uh, I don't know if money is always going to be or how much money you make is really going to be the most important story all the time. And most times it probably isn't, right? 
professional masks they have to like display their whole lives as being like perfect or put together or that they're successful or that they're going out there and doing all these amazing things I mean it's always good to do these amazing things and it's good to share them but uh, so many people what they're ending up doing is like they're sharing these successful moments all the time and they're kind of filtering out those bad moments and like leaving them out of the story and if you hop on social media you look at this new you look at this new life coach's Instagram or Twitter, right. you see all these positive messages everywhere. And it's like, where's your pain? Where's your struggle? Where's this? Are you really like, um, who, who was that one? It's not Buddha, but similar to Buddha. Uh, I, I forget his name. That that peace guy, that happy peace guy. Gandhi, Gandhi. Yeah, Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's always, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are like that. And, I mean, the reality is when they're portraying images like this, it's hard to connect with them, get get to know them on an emotional level and really drive that connection and what a lot of people really need to do is start displaying their whole truth like yeah not just not just segment just the good moments to share but share the good and the bad and uh, the, I mean there's certain things to not share because they're too far but then find that level of comfort <laughs> where you're where you're okay with sharing things and I, I mean most people would never share a hangover and to me that's like a right. level one exposure it's like a low level exposure it's not like you're talking about a failed business which is like you know like a level four exposure but it's like a simple one <laughs> and I think a lot more people have to kind of be open with sharing these things because it's kind of important and if no one's doing it, then does that mean it's not happening? Probably not. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to thank everyone so much for tuning in today for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Uh, Malika, where can everyone find you again? Yes, you can find me everywhere on social media at Official Malika. My website is malikaholloway.com and dot biz. 
Perfect. And you can find me at Mr. Lenny Kim on Twitter. I'll be releasing a books in October, whenever October is, called Ditch the Act. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Go Your Influence Tree. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.